We're back. Are we though? Maybe. Sounds I'm slow. I'm on upkeep. Hold on. Please clap. <laughs> Please clap. I got that just for you. Welcome to the Interracial John Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Mack, and I'm joined not very often these days, but today I'm joined by... I'm very white guy. And you are very white indeed. Hey, Johners. What's up? It's been a while. Yeah, a little bell for that. Months and months. Uh, we... Has it been a year? I think it's been over a year. No, it hasn't been. Has it been? Oh, Maybe. Yeah, Who knows definitely. how long it's been. However long it's been, it's been a long time. And we are potentially back, but we'll get to yeah. that in a second. I guess I wanted to start with just like talking about why we stopped doing the podcast, just That's so good. maybe people know we've had a few inquiries, not a lot. I won't be. I, I don't think we've been missing from that many people's rotation, but just to talk a little bit about why we decided to stop doing the podcast. So wh- why did we stop? I'm looking. It was August 13th, 2018. So it's, so it's been, been just, been about, just a year. about a year. But yeah. then even then I was in the hospital a bunch during that summer. So we yeah. were sporadic. But yeah. yeah. Um, we... I think we, t- at least I tweeted about it, like as a vehicle and a, a, we always said we'll do it as long as it, it like in the very first episode, it was enjoyable and entertaining and valuable to us. Like no disrespect, but fuck all y'all. This is like kind of for us kind of thing. And then the fuck all is a horrible thing to say the first time back. Yeah, out of what the hell? <laughs> that's not. I'm saying the podcast was for us and it was like it played a, a certain role in, in, in what we needed and wanted out of in our relationship. Yeah. And we found and very successfully a lot of different ways to engage with each other and find time. And we've been spending a lot of time, um, even though we work a lot, um, to carve out ways to be together. And I remember it kept coming to like, well, do we want to spend the next few hours podcasting or do we want to do something else that might be more Yeah, do enjoyable? you want to go hang out or go do something yeah, or whatever? Yeah. So we And too often the other thing was winning out. Yeah, it did. Quite a bit. So yeah, that's pretty much why we stopped. And also, I think for me, it was just kind of a place of like, I don't know how much I have to say right now. Um, I was in a lot of discernment over the last year. Um, uh, those are listening probably know, like, safety pin box shut down. I was kind of reevaluating what my work was going to look like next and um, kind of needed to put my energy in other areas and do some different things. So I think understandably. That was um, why we left. Uh, as far as why we might be back, we, over the last couple of weeks, have started kind of feeling a little bit of an itch to to podcast a again. A poll. Yeah. And, um, and also, I think there are some new things to talk about that I haven't been hearing other people talk about and um, been interested in wanting to kind of put our conversations and thoughts back out there. So, you know, gonna- it's, it's funny. I don't think I even told you. I started a podcast at my day job. <laughs> Did I even tell you this? No, you did not. Yeah, I'm not running it. I, I've got, I've, I've, I've outsourced it. I've hired somebody. Oh, but I built a page and you know, doing it like a, a blog. It's gonna be twice a month kind of thing. But interesting. It's kind of it, yeah. And I they just interviewed me like for the first episode. I don't know, a couple like two three days ago. So it's like podcasting is like everywhere again. Haha. I expect <sighs> I'll be on a few podcasts in the com- in the coming months. But um, anyways, that's why we are doing this episode to. Put a little bit of a test balloon up there for ourselves, mostly just to see if we still enjoy doing this and what it might look like. I don't think. Well, let me let me rewind. I know we won't be doing a weekly show. No, if we do come back biweekly would be mo 
maybe and more likely would be once a month so uh we'll see how it goes and see how we feel but yeah. um you know what i really want to do to be completely honest i've said this but i really want to like actually do it okay is when you do your bake once a week yeah like we're in the kitchen we we talk a lot yeah like we should bring the microphones and just it'll be uh the quality will be suspect with an open air omnidirectional Sus. mic but uh we could maybe find a mic that'd be better or just Listening with the Google Home Mini, um, but so I think we could just like have some sort of conversation while you're baking and record that. I'd like that. I think maybe it'd be a lot of- I don't know. I need to really be thinking about my baking when I'm baking, so I really would Ooh. not be keen on adding okay. any additional things to my brain. Um, I mean, some of the bakes are easier, but some of them are kind of hard, and I need to really be focused and concentrating. Okay. So. I don't know if that'll work or not, but we could see and try it out. I'm open. I'm open to trying different things. Um, So I guess maybe it'd be good to catch folks up on what's going on in our lives. We are still here in the beautiful city of Charlotte, North Carolina, the Queen City, and really enjoying um, where we live. We we, we just love it here. The weather can't be beat. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say except for that we really love it here. It's... Um, you know, I don't think it's quite at the level that we loved Philly yet, but we had made a lot mm. of community in Philly. And so we've spent, you know, I, I think we're at the point of now, like starting to make some inroads to build some more community yeah. here. So I feel like the, the, I mean, obviously we, we, we had family when we were in Philly and, uh, we could see family pretty regularly. Yep. I think we'd see them. If not monthly, but like certainly every, every six, six weeks, weeks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so that's been tough not having family, and even just you know beyond family, New York City. Like I, yeah. I kind of, yeah, <sighs> I think the only thing like Charlotte's missing is like the arts piece. Like yeah. I, it's definitely not that, but you know we we could take our asses up to rally if we, we really we wanted. We, we were really committed to it. We could do that, but it's, um, it's funny I miss it because I used to loathe. I used to complain about New York all the time, mm. but I do miss culturally and being able. To, we had our spots, options, you know, yeah. the, the village and. You know, I miss the pizza. Yeah. I miss some things, mm, but sure. But we, we've been discovering some better foods. Yeah, definitely good food. Some cool and, places uh, to go. Some good and places. We're getting our little like, I think our little regular like, you know, like our places, our things. I yeah. like it. Um, Charlotte's awesome. We've also had a lot of visitors, which has been really great. Yeah. Um, people coming to visit and spend time with us. So that's been really great. That's um, not an invitation. It isn't. Not to all of you. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. What else? Um, since we last podcast, so we've done some traveling. We went to Barcelona. Yeah. We went to Martinique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been all over crisscrossing this godforsaken. Those are both for my job before yes. people get all like excited. Like, oh, you guys are world traveling. Oh, like, yeah. That's, no. That's, those are my job. I just tagging along, tag on, along on work trips. It's kind and of nice, though. My flight and hotel are free. All we got to do is pay for your flight. Yeah, and it is. It's a good way to vacation. see the world. Yeah. Um, we've been blessed to be able to do that. Very much. And, um, and I've been crisscrossing the country <laughs> this last year, I think. I feel like I've been in every corner of the country at this point. Yeah, and, and let's just, I'm going to address this, you and I. We, we talked about the, the, that like six to eight weeks in the middle of the summer that we're going to be just dreadful. Like yeah. It was like June and July. Yeah. I was out of the country. You're all over mm-hmm. the place. It hasn't stopped. No, that was June and July. And like, I, we, I, I thought there was going to be an end to it. Here this we is are. the break. This is the break now. Six weeks. I'm home six weeks. In yeah, a row. that's true. That's true. So that's a lot for me. That's a lot of stretch. You're right. No traveling at all. Yeah, no, uh, it's been great. Um, I held my first, um, allies in action boot camp, uh, which was really great. And um, in conjunction with that, uh, folks know that it's a boot camp for white folks looking to be better allies in the fight for black liberation and more importantly, more impactful locally when they go back home. 
and um, each seat in that um, boot camp also pays for a seat for a black woman to attend a healing retreat, which I also held in August, the Queens with a Dream retreat, which was really, uh, you know, really life changing and wonderful mm. experience. Um, so that's a lot of the stuff I've been working on. In addition, I have transitioned off of the Black Lives of Unitarian Universalism uh, organizing collective board um, and no longer in leadership there. And I was appointed to the Unitarian Universalist Association Board of Trustees in June um, and most recently was appointed as vice moderator of that board. So, um, yeah, lots of different uh, spaces that I'm doing work in. And most excitingly, I have been brought on as a digital organizer for a new project called Black Women For. That's women spelled W-O-M-X. Did I say W-O-M-X-N, right? Yeah. W-O-M-X-N. Yeah, because you don't want the I still make sure I'm not saying right. So um, it's, a, it's, it's a project that is connecting um, black women, um, gender nonconforming and non-binary black folks, progressive Black women, progressive, non-binary, and gender non-conforming black folks around the country um, to discuss issues uh, related to the upcoming electoral cycle, the upcoming elections, this primary that we're in the midst of, and um, building towards a collective endorsement of a specific candidate in um, in the primary. So it's been really wonderful. Angela Peoples is leading the project and I'm working with a couple of other really great folks. Shout out to them. And, um, so you can check us out, uh, black women for again with the X, uh, dot com. If you want to take a look at that. And if you are a black woman or a black gender, not conforming or non-binary progressive person and are interested please go to that website and fill out the survey we have there and you'll get invited to an upcoming um, digital meetup we have going on but next week is a big week for the project we have uh, four meetups in Houston in Oakland in Charlotte here and um, in where am I missing Oakland Charlotte I can't remember the fourth one. I know. Mm. I think it's Chicago, uh, but we're going to be all over Minneapolis. We've already been to Detroit and D.C. So we're hosting these conversations all over the country and really trying to get um, really the idea of the project is that we Angela and I both really felt like these campaigns that are doing the, um, you know, in the midst of their primary season right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm have not been doing a great job of organizing specifically black women. I think that they have good talking points. I think some of these candidates have really diverse staff and all of that. But as far as being really good at organizing us and having a collective voice, we had not seen that materialize to the level that we think is necessary. And so, you know, we kind of have this idea of like, we're not waiting for a candidate or a political party to organize us like we organize ourselves and so that's the idea behind the project i'm really excited about it and it's been a real pleasure to bo both work with angela and also just get to connect with so many amazing black women yeah. and non-men around the country um, to talk about the issues that are important to us which well, is a good segue i was gonna say it's a good segue good segue look at that that's like it was like an old head like like, like <laughs> wearing an old glove fit right in there Wait a minute. Where's my Where's my jingle? Oh, you have jingles. Oh yeah, yeah. It's too late. I'm, oh. I, I'm, I I did this thing because my day job. I'm, I got that big thing coming up, so yep. I, I I hit a bunch of stuff and it keeps hiding. But we're uh. We're in the pipe. Bye bye bye. 
Like we never missed a beat, baby. Never missed a beat. Segway. Yeah. So, so one of the things I did want to talk about when we talked about doing this episode today was, um, and it's a question I've been asking like almost all my friends. I've been asking my family members. I've been asking tons of people online, even like, how are you showing up differently in this election cycle than you did in the 2016 election cycle? Yeah. And let's be clear, because however, um, I assume people listening to this show are progressive. However, we showed up last election cycle wasn't enough. Wasn't sufficient. Yeah, and, and, and that's and that's yeah, and that's not a like. I don't like to take the tack of like a we didn't do enough, right? I just, what what, what I mean to say, what I like to how I like to articulate is not that we didn't do enough, but that what we did wasn't sufficient. It didn't work. Right? Yeah. It didn't work. And um and and that's also how this project came about, which is that like we got out, we voted, we told people we were voting. Like those are all the things that almost every black woman I know did. And yet and still, you know, Tupé Fiasco is in the White House and the country's gone to shit even more than it was before. So I think that for us, it was kind of having this conversation, at least for me, was really looking at myself like in the mirror, literally like, girl, what 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 did you leave on the table the last time around? How do you want to show up this time? Like this is uh, for me anyways, in my opinion, this this 2020 election is a make or break it for the so-called democracy of the United States of America. And so. You know, the question is, how how am I going to show up? What do I want to be doing? How do I want to be different? Yeah. How do I want to be the same? And so I've been kind of posing that question um, to people. I think this, the, the, the yeah. good analogy is the pantsuit nation, really. Oh, God. You yeah. know, because like that was the, the, the biggest group and name behind HRC was like a, a, a hidden Facebook group. Like yeah. they were kind of like, yeah, they were like not. Secrets. So I, I think that's a good, you know, parallel for how folks genuinely showed up. And I'm, I'm, I'll look in my mirror. You said you looked in the mirror and how'd you do? I definitely was I, in previous election cycles. I've phone banked. I've knocked on doors. We've gone to election campaign headquarters locally and brought pizzas. Like we've done things. This, this, and I did not do that. And that, that's on me. I didn't push that. I didn't, you know, I, I kind of, I had this little bit like probably, oh, there's no way he can win. And, you know, Right. But then I did not have that. No, I'll no, be clear. I, I knew I knew this dude was going to win. But what I what I will say is that I definitely was not moved. And I don't and I don't think that that's a fault of the populace. It was a lackluster candidate. Uh, it was a candidate that was hard for especially black folks to get behind. Generally speaking, sure. they were not progressive in the ways that the country or I should say the left had shifted over the previous eight years under President Obama. Yeah, I, I think and the lesser tools is not a voting. strategy. Yeah, that's not a voting strategy. Right. It's not yeah. going to empower. Don't let this motherfucker like win be. is not a get out the vote strategy. And so while it's been super irritating to have 50, 11, you know, candidates in this primary, I think it has forced upon those of us that are consider ourselves democrats or consider ourselves liberal or consider ourselves progressive to really have these conversations because look there's all these people every flavor that you might want is out here and what does it mean like what are we really looking for where's the daylight between these candidates what's important more important for us um who do we think that we want to work with and and work next to Mm. um in their presidency not just in their candidacy and so those are the things that i've been kind of contemplating and thinking through and you know this project black women four has a given me a lot of spaces to have those conversations with a lot of black women um and you know I'll be interested when when the endorsement piece of the project is released, because I, I've spent the last, you know, five years hearing 
every liberal under the sun talk about listen to black women, follow black women. Um, and so I'm going to be really interested to hear the response to um, wherever the endorsement comes down at um, with this group of, of uh, women that we are working with. And um, I use that the women broadly, women and non-men, yeah. um, cause it's a, it's an inclusive space. Um, so yeah. So just to think through what that looks like. And then for me, just deciding, you know, independent of that, you know, process, like who, who, who am I supporting? Who do I feel strongly about being really knowledgeable about the issues, being really knowledgeable about these candidates, thinking through things. Um, I've been really privileged to meet quite a few of the candidates already um, and talk with them and talk with their staffers and talk with their campaigns about different things, asking direct questions, um, have had a very, um, you know, I would say direct access to campaigns, which has been really new for me. And I really don't like politics and doing this process has taught me that I still don't like them, but also there's too much at stake for me to not get yeah. more involved. And so that's kind of where I've been sitting things. And and so I um I guess the thing I would ask folks to to think through is to answer that question for themselves. And if the answer is I was fine, I'm gonna show up the same way I did in twenty sixteen, then that's fine. But I think it's important to ask that question and, and yeah. I implore those listening to do the same and, and make changes or not, uh, as as you see fit based on your answers and your honest reflection with yourself on, on that question. Yeah, I would I would say and I I'm not trying to like you know, white men and white women specifically need to show progressive white men and white women need to show up differently. Uh, and if you think you were fine last time, and I'm sure a lot of people did a lot of things, but um, like you said, it, 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 it obviously didn't have the outcome that was needed for um, the world. So uh, yeah, I think white folk, we got to show up very differently. We got to talk about this election very differently. Yeah. You know, yeah. Talk about the election differently and just talk about it generally. Like, I think it's time for us to realize that like politics is not something that we can just talk about every four years anymore. Yeah. It's not something that we can leave on the sidelines. It's not something we can leave up to chance. Um, You know, really encouraging people to talk with their families about about this election and what it means. Um, You know, I can't. Yeah, I just feel really strongly that that like now is the time to to. um you know, to throw everything we can at it because we really are um, up against a incredibly corrupt um, machine that is going to be really hard to defeat, generally yeah, speaking. Yeah. And, and the direction that the country's going in, as bad as it was before, is is just doing worse and worse and worse. And I, I don't so. know if this is like a, a tactic or strategy that I've seen, but, you know, I said it at the end of last election. I see more people saying it now that there is no... I'm a Republican that's holding my nose and voting just because of the the grand old party. If you vote for for 45 in the next election, it's a vote for white supremacy. It's a vote for yeah. for um you know um children in cages. It's a vote for for you know horrible immigration policies. It's a vote against trans rights. It's just you can't hold your nose and say anything anymore. I think we're past that point. Well past. Well it. past. And I think that's the thing that white folks should really paint home and not like you know oh uncle rick is just this way or that way no uncle rick's fucking racist for voting for this motherfucker mm -hmm. you know? yeah i think and and i think beyond that i just think it's like okay if you if you say you know if you're if your family or your friends your loved ones like espouse republican um you know ideal ideals right so-called this man is not even that not right even and so i feel like that there there's a 
a, re- a very real, you know, confrontation of the hypocrisy of that. Um, and the things that he's doing and has done aren't even in alignment with those things. So he's just I, fleecing everybody. Yeah, I mean, he's he's ridiculous. here for himself and 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 for a, a corrupt capitalist machine. And so anyways, we could talk about that all day and I'll be really excited when we could talk more about the endorsement when it happens. It's coming soon enough. But uh, but we've been at least we've been we've watched all the debates. Uh, we have been reading lots of materials here in this household. And we've been talking a lot about, you know, all of the different plans and the different things that people like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and Kamala Harris and Julian Castro. Uh, Julian Castro. I love Julian Castro. Just like so amazing um, of the candidates I've met so far by far the person that I connected with personally the most. Um, and I love the campaign that that um, Secretary Castro is running. Um, we don't mention the Biden um name here because we we just ignoring all of that but you shouldn't because please uh talk to your so i tied an onion to my belt which was talk, the style talk to of your the talk to your parents talk to your uh, your aunts your uncles your older cousins please we need to make sure people understand who this person is and what they stand for and be really specific and i there'll be more on that in the coming weeks to and help we're not, prepare we're not even, folks we're not even talking about but. that that story about corn I'm not talking about corn, corn pop, pop and T-bone nope. at the pool, but that just was the most ludicrous fucking like old Joe. Just nah, not a good look. Um, I think we got food we need to take care of. So we should probably pause this real quick. Oh, OK. And we're back. Yes. And we're back. Thank and you. our ribs are out of the instant pot, <laughs> which I could do a whole show about the glory Fuck. that is the instant pot. I can we'll save this. that I, for a, I can make a later. That. I can actually make this ribs myself now. You That's can. how easy it's instant amazing. pot is. Which is saying a lot because no, you really a are a lot, terrible a cook. Just saying. It's like a lot. Yes. So anyway, so that's kind of the stuff that we've been talking about is just thinking through. So what what are your thoughts? I'm curious about like how how, how you want to show up differently. If if you do, I'm, I'm making an assumption there. Yeah, I do want to show up differently. Um, I want to be more vocal about um, the candidate I support. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be more uh, involved with canvassing and, and phone banking because yeah. um, I didn't do that last time. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to talk to my, my siblings and relatives in a different way. Uh, so I'm going to show up differently. I'm going to engage differently. And um, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, well, hopefully you all will take that question to, to heart and think through it for yourselves. And also, y'all know this is a, this is a non-voting uh, judgmental space. And if you are of the um, opinion that voting sucks and you don't want to vote, that is your prerogative. I always tell people that. I do not have any sort of like oh if you don't vote you don't get to do x what that's bullshit um also because civic engagement is not regulated solely to voting anyways um but i do implore everyone to register to vote because i do think that it's important for you to have that option if you do decide to exercise it but that's a whole different conversation and we're not at the voting the 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 register to vote phase yet i won't name drop but we we you and i have had some conversations with some amazing um black women organizers that have been doing this for you know decades and the reasons and why they don't vote and you can't sit here and be like i'm not gonna chastise them. There's nothing to chastise. There's nothing to chastise. They right. Yeah, exactly. They That's right. it. They yeah. they totally right, and yeah. and have every reason to feel the way that they do, and God bless them. Um, but yeah, so please, everybody, please take that question home with you. Spread it around. Ask other people. Like, how are you showing up differently this time? Like, it's time for all hands on deck. 
like literally the planet is about to blow up and it's on fire everywhere. We have people in charge around the globe that have no interest in attending to anything other than their own yeah. financial needs. I mean, and we as a populace and as a people and as human beings deserve better. So, yeah. And, and I remember right after the election, there was someone, I'll have to dig it up. There was a tweet that was like, you know, remember all this, remember that, because this isn't normal. And what moves forward is not going to be normal. And you're going to, you're not going to remember what normal is. It's true. And and it's happening before our very eyes. It happens so the, fast. The number of lies they tell, this alternative truth, they just, the, this whole, you have to, it nothing matters other than how much respect you give to this man. It's true. And it's it's just like it's it's wild that it happened in, in such a fast time and just that that we all played a part of it. So um yeah, this is not normal. And I think um business as usual is not is not gonna get the job no. done. And like think outside the box, like dead ass. Like do not think that you have to do anything that other people have done before anything you've done before mm. like i'm really encouraging people to think differently when i say how you want to show up i mean really be creative and think about the ways that would be useful like do you want to host some sort of conversation about politics at the barbershop on a saturday a month and make that a standing thing like i don't know i just want people to really think about where they are able to access people and have these deeper conversations now so that next year we can um really do whatever we need to do to to make a change and, and hit country. the ground running yeah and yeah. not wait till later to do yeah. that. Because truth be told, what usually happens is at the 11th hour, these trash candidates decide now is the time they need to interact with black people because they realize that they need our votes. And all I'm saying is it's it's incumbent on us to organize ourselves so that we can make demands, so that we can make ass, so that we know what we want um, collectively and individually. So I just want people to think about those things now and, and don't wait for anybody else to like do it for you because you can only do it for yourself. Bam. So uh, I'll get off my soapbox now about that and turn to some more pop culture-y type of things. I think you wanted to talk about some books you've been reading. You've been yeah. reading quite a bit. I, I actually listening. Uh, I've been uh, we, we we're Audible subscribers. I've been getting a lot of uh, running in and listening in, and uh, I just love Nettie uh, Okurafor, and she's got a series Binti, and the third one's not an Audible book. I had to actually read that one, so it's kind of and you know I struggle to like. <laughs> I say struggle to read, but I read slowly, so audible books are better for me. But um, oh, I just love her to death, and she's attached to the Wild Seed project that's getting developed. Um, so I'm just a huge fan of uh, Nettie's work. Uh, I finished Lagoon, which was great. Um, I listened to some short stories, Kabu Kabu, right now. Um, she did the Akata Witch and Akata Warrior uh, series, which are fantastic. But yeah, I just uh, really enjoy her work. I don't want to say like she reminds me of Octavia Butler, but. You know, I can see that being in the same, you know, realm, if you will. Yeah, she's just sure. just amazing sci-fi, um, frequently um, black women centric characters, frequently um, centered in Africa, Lagos, other places. But just really, I enjoy her work immensely. Absolutely. Um, and then I wanted to mention a show that we watched recently. Yeah. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. It's called Undone. It's I don't know even it's it's like part. Um, part film and part film and part animation. Animation, yeah. Um, they called it. They had a name for it. The roto is what they called it. Well, the rotoscope is rotoscope. one of the things that they had to use to do it. 
but it is really an amazing piece of work. The story is incredibly compelling. It's visually stimulating and trippy. Yeah. Um, it sort of involves time travel, but much more importantly, like it has an extremely diverse cast of people that are differently able, that are different races, that have different backgrounds, different socioeconomic statuses, like Honest to goodness, like I'm I've just been kind of like, wow, um, the scripts were largely written by um, two folks that wrote um, for Bojack Horseman, oh, which wow. I think is interesting because I think the dialogue feels very much like that. It show. does have a Bojack Horseman um, in some feel. ways, like the main character is extremely sarcastic and you kind of get that wit from there. Um, and I think, you know, if you I, I don't know if folks remember that. I think it was Richard Linkletter, um, a Scanner Darkly I remember. movie. Yeah. So it has that kind of feel in terms of the like marrying of film and um, and animation. But it goes even beyond all of those things. And also it's just really moving and really beautiful yeah. and, you know, really like just what, just great. Well, you, you made me think of another one. Tron did some real filming and then did some animation on top of it. But they basically like erased emotion from it, whereas this heightened emotion, right? So like it was really, uh, it was really good. I was very impressed. And but the first maybe half an hour, my I don't think my brain or my eyes had to almost adjust. Like mm -hmm. I kind of it, the the stylized nature of it was yes. almost disconcerting. I had to like you know those those posters where you have to like. Loosen yeah, like for the first the, like 20 minutes, yeah. my eyes had to kind of adjust. Yeah. And then and then I think that there was this other thing I really loved about it. There's this scene in the first episode, and I'm not spoiling anything here to talk about, where the main character and her boyfriend are having a little interaction after she came back from the bar. And he flippantly says, you're you're so crazy. And the shift, the tone of the entire um, scene shifts. You can tell she's mm. very upset by this label. And I think that the the show um, does a really good job of like, I I would say like giving voice or giving some nuance to folks that deal with mental health issues and how the world reacts to them. And um, I just thought, I don't know, I just the nuance of it all was just so beautiful and so moving and so engaging and, and visually it was completely trippy and wonderful. And so I can um, um, recommend it enough. So it's called Undone. It's on um, Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can get it. Um, it stars um, Angelique Cabral, who's from, what's the name of that show? Uh, Life in Pieces. Um, it has Bob Odenkirk, Odenkirk. from... Um, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad fame. Um, so, yeah. So, like I said, it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say except for that. I just really loved it. And I probably will watch it again yeah, <laughs> very soon. It, it was almost like uh, maybe someone who's into anime would have to tell me if this had any sort of anime, like, um, you know, anime stuff, you know, similar similarities with anime because it felt a little bit like that genre. I think some of the trippier parts, I don't want to ruin the, sh the story yeah, and how yeah, it, yeah, why yeah. it's trippy. But yeah, I think some of those parts use different elements. There was like a little bit of that. I could see that for sure. You know, I'm, I know I'm old. I, I was uh, this weekend was the I guess the storm area 51. We're going to see them aliens thing. Oh, yeah. Then they uh, go yesterday for the climate strike. I think they were out there. 
Maybe, but I don't remember. But the only thing I saw was that there was something called a Naruto run, and I had to look what up Naruto. Oh runs yeah, you know what? A, you don't know what a Naruto run is. I didn't. I did. I, I, I've funny. seen it, but I didn't know that it had a name. So now I know a Naruto run was was performed. Highly hilarious. Um, and that's an anime, right? Naruto isn't that manga? I, not ma- uh, uh, not manga. Uh, man- manga is that what it is? Anime? Manga. I don't know if Naruto is considered anime or not. I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not. I don't know. So I don't want to label it as such because I have no idea. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot, but I bet you Hiroja, she would know. I don't know why. I feel like she would know these things. Mm-hmm. They would know these things. Forgive mm-hmm. me. Anyway. Absolutely. So uh, the last thing I wanted to give was a shout out to a couple of podcasts that I have been really enjoying. Uh, one is called Black Women 2020 and it is actually about the 2020 election, but solely from the perspective of black women. And so definitely um, they're really short. 20 minutes has been the longest one. Uh, So I highly recommend those. They've done like recaps of each of the different um, uh, debates. They talk about all of the different issues related to that, but, but from the perspective of black women and how it, how this election is affecting black women. So black women, 2020, the other is the 1619 podcast, which, um, uh, goes along with the 1619 report that was released in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago. Um, I will say that I have some critiques for both the project and for the podcast, but I also think it's a really good listen because it really gives a human kind of element to the content that's presented in um, the report, and I think it's very well done. So yeah. I will give that a shout out. Um, I know this doesn't need any shout out, but I've been enjoying the nod. You, you listen to that a lot. Shout out to the nod. And the last one I wanted to mention, yes, definitely the not. It's my favorite podcast. That's the one where they were doing the breakdown of Billy Ray and uh, yes, yeah, yeah, that's a great yes. one. Um, oh, actually, no, that I was listening this morning is a different podcast, which I was going to shout out, which is called Still Processing, and that is with from the New York Times as well. It's a New York Times podcast. Wait a minute, though, that's the same they did. It's two different people, two different sets of a black woman and a black man. One is. Um, yeah, Brittany and, Luce and, and Eric. What was from the other the episode Nod. they did that I listened to? It wasn't about this one was Billy uh, Billy Ray and Lil Nas X, and the other one was well, this one was about Old Town Road, which is the one where they usually take a position and they have to argue. Okay, that. yeah, that's the Nod, that's but not, that okay. was not what I was listening to okay. this morning. So those are two different shows. Shame on me. But also the Nod, both of them are back with new seasons, so it's a great time um to get into it. And then if you're into narrative podcasts, um, Marvel has a Wolverine podcast. They've had two. Um, different seasons of the Wolverine oh. podcast and this narrative. It's great. If you like to listen to short stories or things like that before bed, it's a good one because you can just do one chapter to help put you to sleep. Um, and then they have one that comes out. Every, I think the most recent one just wrapped up. So you'd have two seasons worth. It's called Marvel's Wolverine. And there's two different stories that you can choose from. Um, and they're both really good. Season one, season two. Nice. So I would suggest all of those podcasts uh, in your ears. And uh, anything else you want to share with the peoples? No, I just my 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 day job has been bonkers, uh-huh. frustrating. Okay, um, and uh, so yeah, I don't know why I was not sharing that, but just yeah, I've just been really absorbed into my day job. Yeah. I, I feel like I've been a little bit out of touch with a lot of things, but yeah, it is funny. You I'm keep, okay you, with you, that. you come down and you'll tell me some shit, and me and Paige will be like, we heard that. Like, I know t- two days ago, babe. We know. <sighs> Very mm-hmm. late news. Very late guy. Very late guy. Very late guy. Yes. Yes. Very late guy. With pale pink skin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Um, anyways, yeah, I think that's it for this little 
test balloon episode of the john uh thanks for joining us we may be back (laughs) we may not i feel like we'll be back i think that this is the start of us getting back to podcasting and um i'm excited about it i think we'll have some things to think of and think through probably be shorter in nature um and a little more streamlined about the topics that we cover but yeah so I'm gonna hold my breath. I'm the, if it doesn't happen, it'll be me. I'll just let everybody know. Yes, you, you let everybody know that. Blame me. But for this episode, the overarching, and this is what I really want to get at, which is that if we do continue, we will have an overarching question for our listeners to contend with. And and for this episode, the question that I'd like folks to think about is: How are you showing up differently in the 2020 election cycle than you did in the 2016 one? And with that, we bid you adieu. Oh wait, 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 wait stop! Wait, wait, wait. Good night, everybody. High five.